Welcome to Plan a Happy Life. I'm your host, Stephanie Fleming, creative entrepreneur and happiness activist. I'm on a mission to create a happy life movement. Each week, I'll be joined by my daughter, Kayla, for some honest conversations about how you can plan your happiest life yet. So what are we waiting for? Let's get happy. Hey, Kayla. Hey, Mom. Welcome back to the Plan a Happy Life podcast. Today, we are talking about body image. So I want to have Kayla with you and with our listeners, just like a heart-to-heart talk, woman-to-woman, mom-to-daughter, talk about body image and how to develop a good relationship with our bodies and to develop a healthy body image, which is not so easy to do these days. No, it's not. I have struggled with this for quite a while, basically my whole life, either real or imagined issues with my body. And, you know, nowadays you have more positive messages than ever. The body positivity movement has really helped and given us some good role models. But let's just talk about it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, good. I'm glad you're open. I'm I'm (laughs) I'm glad you're open. Ready. I think what we need to do is really kind of raise awareness about the messages that we receive. And the messages that we give every day and kind of also the ones that we take in, right? Mm-hmm. Like the things from me- the media and TV and it's everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. And we'll talk about the body positivity movement. I have some feelings on that. I know you do too. We've I talked too. about it a little yeah. bit before. But <laughs> body image is basically kind of, you know, how you perceive your body and and how you think other people see it. And basically, it's just you know, what do we think about our bodies? And the fact that we think about them probably so much, is that a healthy thing? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. I know. I don't know yet. So maybe a little bit of both. So let's talk about (laughs) it. Okay. Because as a mom, it's always been like in the forefront of my mind, knowing that I have body image issues. In a little bit, we'll go into why and how I got that way. But as a mom, when I had a daughter, I realized, oh, my God, I do not want to pass this on to you. But I realized that through, I mean, really, let me ask you this. You've been aware of the fact that what my body looks like has been in the forefront of my mind. Have you been aware of that as a child? Yeah. Yeah. See, that bums me out. It wasn't. Yeah. and, And I guess, like, I don't look back on it thinking, like, oh, my mom was so insecure. But I always know that it was like you don't because I was. I, I mean, I don't know that no, but I just know that you were aware of it, and it was something that you were always trying to change. So, and they might go hand in hand, mm-hmm. but I that's not what I have as a memory. But I know it was something that you always were like struggling with as far as you would do different diet trends or different yeah. things like that that I remember. But I guess it maybe didn't stick with me as such a negative. But but I guess the fact that you have in your mind that your whole life probably. You could go back probably Mm -hmm. regularly throughout your life and know that at some time your mom was dieting, maybe obsessing about her looks, would give you the message that my body is important Mm -hmm. and it has some value, right, in in my definition as a person. And maybe that would – my fear, I guess, then would be that I pass that message on to you, that if I was so obsessed with my body that – and that when I was looking good, I was happier, that that would pass that on to you. And I think that's something we need to start to address. And I think you and I have, Mm -hmm. but as a society and as women especially, we need to kind of take a look at our part in that and hopefully break that cycle when we can. Yeah. Because let's talk about why 
when I was growing up, I'm I'm of average size, right? I'm probably close to your average height for an American woman, about five, four and a half, three quarters, something yeah. <laughs> probably shrinking these days. And, you know, and I've gone, my weight has fluctuated a lot since I've been from high school till now. So when I was younger, I was your average sized kid. But there was something about when I got into probably junior high, my mom was concerned with her weight, mm-hmm. right? And so she, I think, doing what she thought was the best thing for me would say, hey, you know what? We went to Weight Watchers and she probably wanted me to get a handle on eating healthy. But the message that I got was I need to lose weight. And so from a really young age, and I didn't have a weight issue, I was aware of my body and what I was putting into it and how I didn't want to gain weight. So I would eat carrot sticks. And let's say, too, I grew up in the 80s. So (laughs) 80s diet culture was like rampant. So starting from that and then going into high school and just being a teenage girl in general, I was a cheerleader. So I had these short skirts on and a lot of people around me my friends, right? I looked at them and thought, oh my gosh, they're thinner, which in my mind at the time felt better. Mm -hmm. I just want to be thinner. Which is crazy to me because I remember like hearing you talk about how you viewed yourself in Mm -hmm. high school and then you had your, uh, one of your pageant dresses, but also your um, cheerleading uniform from high school. I think I was 18, maybe a little younger. I was still probably not even 18 yet. Yeah. I think you were in high school. Yeah. And you brought them out and said, oh, my gosh, look what I have. Mm-hmm. I tried both of those on and I pretty small. Like I was yeah. pretty small in high school and I couldn't fit in. Like I couldn't zip up any of your stuff, which shocked me like to my <laughs> I core. I think more than it shocked me, it shocked you. I think. it, Yeah. And at that moment, I remembered thinking mm-hmm. I was probably what, 40, maybe almost yeah. 40, something like that. Because we were in our apartment yeah. together, right? Right after my divorce, Kayla and I moved into an apartment, hence the pageant dress coming out and the Memories skirt. and all the old stuff. And yeah, I remember you putting this on because in my mind, my image of you, I didn't think about it. You were athletic. You, were a, you have a petite build. And at that time, I was just coming off of being a, a gymnast. gymnast. So I look at Kayla thinking, and everybody, you know, which is kind of weird too, it's such a topic of things, how tiny you were all the time, it, yeah, right? Yeah, Again, a body, yeah. let's talk about women's yeah. bodies or girls' bodies. But um, so that was my perception of you. And I saw you put that on and I'm thinking she's going to swim in it. Because as a teenager, when I wore those things, I felt fat. I cannot believe that. And I don't mean just like, oh, I feel bloated. Mm-hmm. I felt so, like really self-conscious and very hyper aware of what my body looked like, not feeling good about it and being like just really self-conscious about my body all the time. And I felt fat. And um, I look now back back now and I think that's probably some form of body dysmorphia because totally. I wasn't, it wasn't even, you know, I really had a very skewed view of what mm-hmm. my body looked like. And so when I saw you put that on and it didn't fit, I thought, oh my gosh, this is an issue. Yeah. This is an issue as an adult that I need to take a look at because um, I definitely through high school tried every and in into my early 20s after I had you and Tyler um, had kids, I, I tried every, you name the diet. I've tried it. I have <laughs> tried Weight Watchers, which I know is a way of eating, but I mean, something to restrict my my food intake, Weight Watchers, Lindora, Metafast, which was basically a liquid diet of 900 calories a day, 
And yes, I lost a lot of weight. You know what else I lost? Hair. Hair. My mm-hmm. hair started falling out. And my doctor said, that's because you're malnourished. Yeah. But, you know, the sad thing is, is that when I did that, I lost weight. I felt good in my head. I mm-hmm. thought I was proud of myself. I was proud to walk around because I was thinner. And you know what else? I got so much positive reinforcement from people. Yeah. yeah. I Oh, at the same time, I was also taking diet pills. So starving myself and taking diet pills be- to look better yeah. in my mind. I shouldn't say better, but to look, you know, honestly, to look skinny. Mm-hmm. I wanted at that point in my 20s to be skinny. And my body type is not skinny. I'm muscular. I'm shorter. I'm just, I'm curvy. I'm not a skinny person. And if my body type is skinny, it's most likely not healthy. Mm -hmm. But back then I didn't know that. And so I did very unhealthy things to get skinny. And then people would look at me and go, oh my God, you look so good. Mm -hmm. To which of course I- Which implies, well, you love that, but which implies it's like you didn't didn't before. You didn't look good before. Mm -hmm. I've done the- the cabbage soup thing. I've done juice cleanses. (laughs) I've done everything. And just like you could probably imagine, I lost tons of weight, then gained it all back, then lost tons of weight, gained it all back. And during that whole time, you feel really crappy about yourself. You feel like a failure. At first, it's this like, oh my God, I, I, you know, I can do this. And, and then you, you know, it's followed by guilt and shame. And, and then you just, it's just such a vicious cycle. And constantly just being bombarded by, you know, images of what our society deems as beautiful in the media, which is tall, white, um, skinny, you mm-hmm. know, the type, probably long hair. It's changing now, which thank goodness we have some better images. But as growing up as a girl, I, oh my gosh, I just struggled. Yeah. And and it was really hard. And so it became really apparent to me when when you were born that, this is a bummer. Even though I thought that and I knew that when I became the mother of a daughter, it was so ingrained in me that it took me a really long time to kind of shake it. And I still have to work on it like every day to not fall victim. I have some practices that we can talk about in um, a little later on in the episode. But I had to really like try consciously every day and I still do to have a little bit better relationship with my body. Okay. So knowing, knowing what this poor child over here has been raised with as far as like, it was not, well, not poor child. I'm just, yes, but I'm being facetious. But at the same time, I just mean like as a mom, you wish you could give your daughter like, Oh my God, I wish I had my, my shiz together. And I could say that from the moment you were born, you saw me as a, as a woman who was very confident in her body, whatever it looked like at the time, and I was able to raise you the same way. We all know that we're human, right? Mm-hmm. We all parents are human and we don't have it all together the moment our child comes into the world. So right. like as your mom, I'm hoping that maybe I didn't mess you up. No, I don't think you did. <laughs> I think with me growing up and in that time that I think that you were really kind of deep in in maybe the diet fads and and experimenting with diet pills and things like that. Also, by the way, known as speed. Yeah. I've always said like, oh, I've never tried drugs. And then I went, oh, I'm pretty sure that like diet pills are like an amphetamine, right? Yeah. That's why my house was so clean and my dry (laughs) mouth. To get things done. Mm -hmm. You were just constantly moving. But I don't need to eat. No, no, Um, no, 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 no. That's not one of the things. But no, I think 
what might have been a blessing is that while not fortunately while you were struggling, mm-hmm. but I was very active and I was a competitive athlete during most of that time. And so I didn't struggle with any body issue image or body image issues. Um, at that time, I think if anything, um, I still struggle now as an adult, but I, I was so grateful. I'm grateful that I didn't have that as a kid. I never got anything from you. No. Okay, good. No, I didn't. I don't ever remember going like ever remember you saying anything hinting towards. Well, I remember my mom who, by the way, like my mom and I are built very similarly and I don't think it's a secret that both of us have kind of dealt with weight issues and body image issues our whole lives. But one of the things I remember my mom telling me, because she was aware of when you were born, she encouraged me not to focus my compliments just on your looks like, oh, what a cute little girl or whatever. And to encourage you to try and, you know, all the the feedback that you got from me to not be so directed at your looks. And then I remember thinking one of the things that as a creative person, I'm kind of more of a homebody. And I thought, oh, gosh, I wish I had developed some sort of a love for something active mm-hmm. early on in my childhood so that it would seem like not just seem like exercise, but that it would seem like an activity. So when you and Tyler grew up, I remember thinking I'd like them to have an activity. And it helps that both you and he are very athletic. So being a gymnast, part of what you did for fun as a kid was active and, Mm -hmm. you know, and really taking care of your body. Yeah. And I think I learned that from a, uh, from a young age, from starting that so young. Um, But I don't think it's been until I, you know, was done with that, moved on and kind of came into my adulthood that, that I started to deal with that because that was all I knew was being healthy Mm -hmm. as far as physically. And I didn't ever have to try because just by doing that sport, I was naturally so active yeah. that it wasn't like a, ever you a second healthy. thought. Um, and then once I was done with that, it was, it had to be a thought. I mm-hmm. had to think about it and it wasn't, it didn't come so naturally anymore. My metabolism changed mm-hmm. as I got Welcome older. Welcome to adulthood. <laughs> and so that was another force that was kind of happening alongside of not like being active like I used to be. That's yeah. interesting that you said that too, like as a, as an adult, because apparently over 90% of women are unhappy with their bodies. That doesn't shock me. I mean, it's a shocking number, but that doesn't shock me. It doesn't shock me either, but it's, but it's so awful. sad. Mm-hmm. 90%, over 90% actually are unhappy with their bodies. Mm-hmm. You feel kind of helpless and it makes it very hard to be confident, which I believe is a superpower, confidence, no matter Mm -hmm. what you are. We can talk about that one day. But it makes it really hard to be a confident woman when you are unhappy with your body because your body, our bodies are what allow us to like move through this life on earth. Mm -hmm. You know, um, they help us do so many things and why we as a society and as a people have objectified women's bodies and, you know, made us feel less than if we're not this, by the way, only a small percentage of the population can actually look like models and things. And even though we know that in our head, it's still the message that well, we it, get. It's Yeah, it's so in our faces. Yeah. You know, that that outweighs, you know, the entire population of the world. Right. And so, I mean, really think about this too. Speaking of diets, the U.S. weight loss market is now worth, wait for it, 
$72 billion. Yeah. Billion dollars. The good news is that the number of dieters has, has decreased. So there are less people chasing diets. But I will say this. I think that the diet industry, if you... Okay, so if the weight loss market is worth $72 billion, mm-hmm. there's some big old bucks behind that number. And you better believe that if people are switching from dieting to wellness, they're going to find ways to mask their dieting products and their weight loss products into the wellness market. Yeah. So that's like we have to do our our job to make sure that we're not just doing the same thing but calling it wellness. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure that when we know better, we do better, and that we're not being tricked by the massive diet industry. Mm-hmm. They Bec- can be tricky. Yeah. I and mean, with even- things so, like, unregulated, uh-huh. they can, you know, there's a lot of different ways that they don't have to disclose things, and, and it just makes it really hard as a consumer to know the difference and know what's right and what, you know. Yeah, you got to do your homework um, the internet is a powerful thing. Do some research on things. Just make sure that you are not being kind of fooled by, you know, it says that it's a wellness thing and it's green and it looks natural and, you know, it's for wellness, but really they're still getting us to focus on our bodies and not feel good about them. We could probably have a whole, don't you think we could do a whole episode on that too? Yeah. Okay. But right now we're talking about developing a good relationship with your body and developing a positive body image. So... Let's dive into the body positive movement. It's huge. And I, for one, as a curvy girl, no matter what size I am, am really happy to see that there are role models for young girls and for old girls like me. <laughs> seasoned, I'm sorry. Seasoned, seasoned you're not old. Seasoned women such as myself that you can see women of all different shapes, sizes, everything represented in pos- in a positive light. Mm-hmm. You have and and we're not talking about their bodies hopefully. I think it's still there. It's still being talked about. Oh gosh, now I can't remember the actress who was going to go to some award show and was just such a, you know, decorated actress and so talented and going to this award show based on her work that year and she couldn't find a designer to work with her. Who was that? You know what? I don't know. But that reminds me because just at this weekend, Golden Globes, I can't remember her name. We're great. Oh, it's the worst. My friend was posting, and I think you reposted, McKenna, I think you reposted her like highlights of like all the dresses and like red carpet. But she was praising Jonah Hill's sister, I think. But I can't remember her name. She was in Beanie Books- Feldman. Yes, Beanie she Feldman. was in Booksmart. Yes, um, and she was praising you know mm-hmm. someone for like a designer. Yep. For- I can't remember who the designer. Uh, We're again, so good at really this. awful at remembering things. But there that. was a designer that was that really styled this plus sized girl right and embraced beautifully her body and made it look instead of thinking like mm, well we want this style but it's a plus size being and- a really high end luxury designer and not not discriminating and saying I want this thick thin actress to mm-hmm. wear my dress only that makes a difference that makes a difference to those of us who who don't fit the mold of you know haute couture mm-hmm. like that's to see somebody like her be celebrated mm-hmm. for her accomplishments and to be able to go and work with a high-end designer and to see her just look so beautiful um you know it shouldn't be a thing yeah the fact no, that it's it a thing 
is even kind of a bummer. Um, but at least it's starting to reverse. Right. You know? Yeah. I mean, back if before, anything. I watched The Voice, too. Did you watch The Voice this year? No. Oh, my gosh. I watched The Voice, and the diversity was great. And right now, I'm just focusing on on body sizes and images. But there were several... I, w- I don't even like plus sized. Plus sized from what? Like the regulars and then we're all over here plus on the plus side. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? That yeah, there yeah, were yeah. Um, some fuller figured people, sure. men and women on yeah. The Voice, that may not have been your total normally, but they were up there because of their talents. Yeah. And I was looking at it going, oh, God, I loved that we're shifting there. I think we all as a society have a lot of work to do, but it's really nice to see that so body positivity movement is is really about being able to no matter what your body looks like at any given time that your body has the ability to be beautiful now you know that i i got a little slack from some body positivity followers or people that yeah. are claiming you know hey that i wasn't body positive because back when i documented and i called it my wellness journey because you know that's what it was for me, mm-hmm, really totally. focusing on health and wellness and loving my body. But you know that I met with a full-on team of medical professionals to help me decide what was healthy for my body and where I needed to get it. And so for me, that meant losing some weight because basically I had too much fat on my frame and it was causing some other issues. And so when I documented this and shared it with people, I had people saying like, you are not being body positive. This isn't healthy. You don't love yourself. You don't need to do anything. You don't need to change. And so you're sending a message that, you know, you don't you're love your body. Enough. Yeah. And I, you know, I took exception to that because I'm thinking, did you meet with my doctors? Right. Because my doctors are saying that I do need to lose some pounds. So my, my opinion about body positivity is this. Each one of us no matter what our body looks like at any given time, are beautiful. We have the right to be loved, to be happy, to be successful. We can look beautiful. We can be accepted for who we are. We can love our bodies at 100, 200, 300, 400 pounds. We can, all of that. Mm -hmm. That's up to us. And we shouldn't be judged by the size of our frame, like our body and what it looks like. Um, And I don't even mean just size. It could be, you know, People that have vitiligo, you know me, I have about a gazillion moles all over my body mm-hmm. or people that have alopecia or other issues that the society may not have been previously letting us believe is beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, however, what is healthy for our bodies is up, for, is up to us to determine, not for anybody else to determine. And so sometimes there's the overcorrecting arch, right, that comes yeah. with people that are fat shaming to people that are coming and saying you can never say you want to lose weight um and I understand the dangers I really do and I hope that I'm responsible in my sharing Mm -hmm. but my view is it's up to us yeah and there was this controversial interview that just came out I think I just saw it yesterday with Jillian Michaels and I can't remember who was interviewing her Mm -hmm. but they were talking about Lizzo I think it was um BuzzFeed Okay, yeah. And they were talking about Lizzo and and the topic was body positive, isn't it? We should be celebrating. And Jillian Oh, Jillian. Jillian 
can be very harsh with how she puts things. So there was a lot of controversy about how she answered the question. She said, mm-hmm. the beginning part, I know you and I both agree with how she kind of started her conversation or her answer. And it was, you know, why are we even talking about her body? Let's talk about her music. And like, we were like, yes, yes, Jillian. Let's talk about her music. It doesn't need to be a conversation because we don't need to be the judge of Lizzo's body. Right. You know? But then she did continue. And, and what'd she say? Like, but, she, you know, there's no hiding it that she's not healthy. So right. there was a judgment. Right. Already. That was where she lost me because uh-huh. I, we don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about Lizzo's health, her nutrition, what her doctors would say. And it isn't up to me to determine that yeah. or judge it. Yeah. So I loved what she said at the beginning. That felt body positive to me because, number one, it's like that was empowering to me. Let's like, talk about her music. Why are, why are you, you asking focusing, me about her body? Right. You don't do, we don't do this for the most part mm-hmm. to men. Right. Just, you know, we don't do this to men. So why are we focusing on her body when really she's an amazing entertainer? She's, you know, at the top of the charts and but she's a woman that we want to talk about her body. Why are Mm -hmm. we doing that? Yeah. She had me there. But when I don't care that she's a celebrity trainer or anything, when she started then saying, why are we celebrating, you know, the fact that she's overweight and And she could get diabetes one day? And you're like, that's a possibility, but that is not for us to determine. So that for me is like, I just want you to stay out of my biz where it comes and I'm going to stay out of your biz when it comes to that. And I'm going to love you no matter what. Mm-hmm. I'm going to accept you no matter what. I'm not going to judge you based on your size. And I'm going to know that, you know, I want you to find confidence and beauty in just who you are on the path to whoever it is you either are or becoming or will be. That's where we want to be. I want to take that away from from the whole narrative. As I was following that, I thought, oh, gosh, what did she say? And then I'm listening to it at first going like, no, that's great. I get it. And then I was like, oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 stop, stop, no. stop. <laughs> and I know people have very, like I said, it's very polarizing. People have big, strong opinions about it. But here's what I, you know, I guess my thing is, why do you need to have such a strong opinion about Lizzo's body or anybody else's body? And I think it's I totally I agree. And I think if Lizzo were to come to Jillian and say, hey, what's your opinion? Then I yep. think it's, you know, asked for. Mm-hmm. You can give it then. And not to say you can't state your opinion, but it's not your place to judge that. Yeah. That area of somebody's life. Yes. You have the right to your opinion. But what does it do for you or anybody else to go? Do you think we have the right? Do you think? That it's helpful and beneficial to give your opinion about everything all the time, even though you have a right to do it. We have a right in this country to do a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but you don't have to. Is it helping the situation? But I think a lot of people, and I I totally agree, but I think a lot of people think that they are helping the situation. Why? Because they think their opinion is right for you maybe like right I but they just I mean yeah. I think a lot of times when it's an extreme <laughs> opinion people th- voice it because they think they're right uh, it's pretty generational with I think social media right and the and the rise of the internet and all that which I didn't have when I was younger yeah so you know you have this like plethora of information yeah. and the At freedom your tips and the freedom to just like type 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 mm-hmm. oh I see something I don't like it type 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 it's anonymous you don't have to some of the things that people say online that they wouldn't, especially about people's bodies, mm-hmm. like on Instagram, the fat shaming that goes on. This would never happen 
like in 99.9% of the cases, if you just saw somebody walking down the street and just looked and said the same hurtful things to their face. Mm-hmm. No, it's like, what do they call them? The keyboard I want trolls, but no, they're like trolls, but like, oh, well, we're really good at that. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I think people, if you have an opinion on who the president of the United States is, great. Please go vote. Go vote. But if you have an opinion on how I look in a bathing suit, please don't, you don't need to share that with me. This is, you don't need to be on my Instagram. You don't need, I'm not, you know, you don't need to follow me. And I definitely don't need to know what you think about my body. Mm-hmm. So, so there. So there. <laughs> Okay, so what we want to do is shift the focus from being the most important thing is how we look mm-hmm. to maybe the most important thing is how we feel. Yeah, I think so, too, because, you know, you've met with this group of medical professionals, nutritionists, doctors to say that. And I and I, you know, I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. There is something to the fact that medically and physically, maybe we are not the most healthy and for our body. And so that is not going to make us feel good. Right. You know, so it's not necessarily being changed because of the way we look, but because of how we feel. Right. And I think that's how we're going to be able to develop a healthier image about our body is changing the way we think about how we treat it and what we expect out of it um, and not having the focus be, hey, what size are you? How much do you weigh on the scale? What size, you know, that that's not going to be necessarily what's important. And in fact, I was even thinking of getting rid of my scale well, because, you know, I can pretty much tell you if I'm in a healthy weight range. And if I need to, I can go to the doctor's office and be weighed to have a doctor say, okay, good. We're getting your body to a weight that feels a little healthier on your frame. Mm -hmm. And by the way, when I say that, just as a disclaimer, I've also had scans to tell me exactly how much muscle I have and what my bone, bone mass, density yeah. is and my bone mass and um, what my what all of that weighs. So when I say weight, I'm dealing with like some numbers where we're talking about, you know, getting my the fat that's on my body to a healthy number or I guess percentage. Because if I had lower back issues, that has to do with the amount of load that my body is carrying. So mm-hmm. So I really should be able to maybe focus on the numbers with my doctor and and the not in my daily life where you step on the scale and you say, have I been good? Oh, it's going to be a good day. I'm down five tenths, you know. Right? Yeah. So I'm thinking about getting rid of my scale. Interesting. Uh, I know. See, I, I don't told have you- one, but I want one. No. But, no. you know, it's just funny is that <laughs> it just reminds me of when Tyler would go weigh himself in the warehouse oh on, the on, the out, on the scale on the pallet scale. scale. Don't tell the warehouse. We'll get no, in trouble. We'll get in trouble. Hopefully he had closed-toed shoes on. Dead, um, sure. Okay, so you know what? We've talked a lot about this. So when we get back, I'm going to take us on a little bit of a journey to better body image. We will be right back. This episode of Plan a Happy Life is presented by Michaels. Make creativity happen. Okay, welcome back. Are you ready to go on a little trip, Kayla? Sure. (laughs) Okay. Here we go. All right. So one of the things, you know, I think in metaphors, right? Always. Okay. So an interesting side note is that I took some personality test a while ago and it said you most likely think and explain things in metaphors. And I'd never heard that, but I do it, you know. All the time. All the time. That's how like a concept, it's so visualized in my head that I 
I almost immediately can think of some sort of metaphor to explain anything. And then I explain it to people thinking like, okay, so it's like this. So Mm -hmm. metaphor alert. Sound, (laughs) Sound the alarms. Sound the alarms, metaphor alert. Okay. So we talked at the beginning part of this episode about what body image is and then also kind of some of the baggage that we've brought along from society, from people that love us that may or may not have their own baggage. And, you know, we need to break free from what we've carried so far about what we think about our bodies. And so I was trying to think about, like, how do you develop a healthier body image based on all of this crap that we're carrying, right, that's just continued to just get loaded on our shoulders. And so, of course, my brain goes into a metaphor. And so this is this is how I picture us dealing with the baggage that we bring in to the issue of body image. Picture this. I see like myself arriving or you. We're going to see ourselves arriving at the Pacific Crest Trail. Do you know what that is? No. Did you ever see Wild with no, Reese? What? I okay. didn't. I, I know. I know. Okay. I'll pretend I did. Okay. Yes. That's okay. You don't need to pretend you did because I'm going to visualize it for you. But that's on your homework this okay. weekend because it's amazing. It's a book by Cheryl Strayed and the Pacific Crest Trail is it's 2,650-ish miles of really pretty, sometimes really treacherous trails. And it spans from Mexico to Canada. Mm -hmm. So I think that it's a really good metaphor for this road that we travel in life or in any instance, right? Like in this case, with our relationship with our bodies. Imagine yourself at this trailhead, right? You're right at the beginning of it. And you know what a backpacker's backpack looks like. Not like you're... One you take your that not I just picked Jansport. up my grant, not your Jansport, no. <laughs> the kind that goes, and you basically in the movie Reese Witherspoon can hardly stand up. She's a wee thing, mm-hmm. but she can. The weight of the backpack is so heavy because she has to take everything with her that she's going to hike and need on this trail. Mm-hmm. So right, you arrive, you are coming into an adult in a, into adulthood, and you have on your big old backpack with everything in it that people have piled on everything you know about your body about your body image about society what society thinks is beautiful and it's just everything has been packed up and it's full right but your big backpack is filled with things that other people have packed in there for you right some of it was packed with love by someone who thought they knew what you needed but They may have baggage of their own, wink, wink over here, and that they may or may not have unpacked. So they unknowingly give this stuff to you. Oh, Kayla, you know what? You're going to go on this image. Like with me, my mom's probably thinking, oh, you're built like me. So in your backpack, you're going to need some tools like going to Weight Watchers. Some of it was snuck in there maybe by somebody who didn't want you to succeed for some reason, right? Some of it's other stuff like the diet industry. Right. Oh, you know what? We need to give her all of these images of people who she'll never be, but she needs to try and get there, buy our stuff, buy our stuff. And then maybe a few pieces in there were put there by you because maybe you needed them earlier in life, but you don't need them anymore, right? So what do you do? What happens next is completely up to you. Now you're adulting, girl, but you've arrived at this trail and we all bring baggage, right, on a journey. We all bring that big backpack. But what happens next is us up to us. So if you want to go forth with that same crap you've been carrying along that's not working for you anymore, you've made that decision. But the other thing you can do is you can stop. And before you go any further, 
you can take that backpack off your back and you can unpack some of that shiz that you do not need. Keep only the things like imagine yourself like unpacking it all. You're starting with the whole thing over again. Take only the stuff that serves you now and really kind of fill your your arsenal, your backpack with the things that really now that you know better that will serve you along your journey. You have to carry this stuff with you. And if you have kids one day, you know, or you even your nieces or your friends or these are the things that will you'll be sharing along the way. This is our responsibility now and this is the only way that I think we can make peace with our body is to unpack some of the bad stuff that we've brought with us on the journey. We all come into adulthood. We all come into, you know, situations in our life with lots of baggage. And every time we feel weighed down by something is when we need to be triggered to say, stop, take a deep breath, take off the backpack, open it up, unpack it, and only bring with us the stuff that serves us now. Yeah, it's taking back the control. Mm -hmm. So... How are we going to bring the stuff that's going to help us make peace with our bodies? Well, the first thing that I think is respecting and caring for our bodies and even thanking it. Noticing the good things that our body provides for us allows us to do what we feel, we see, we smell and taste. What's your body giving you? So I do this thing and it sounds really weird. And the fact that we're women here sitting here, I can tell you this. But because I've had issues with my body and I used to when I would get undressed and I passed a mirror, I'd be like, no, 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 nope, (laughs) no, no, (laughs) nope. Either. I don't want to see it because I'd be so critical. Mm -hmm. Right. I'd look at my stomach and go, oh, my God, such a flabby stomach or my, you know, I've got cellulite or I would just pick it apart. I don't know when I did this, but I started to stand in front of the mirror used to be like you know underwear bra and then nothing and just kind of look and say one thing nice just one thing nice about my body so I would stand there and I would start to say okay what do I like about one thing I like and then it got you get really used to it I'd stand there I'd be a little bit more comfortable in my own skin in my own body and I was able to say you know I like the fact that I have curves I like that because believe me we all know the things that we feel like we want to improve you know there's nothing wrong with saying I'd like to have stronger arms Mm -hmm. but looking at them going like you know what so weak like flabby that negative kind of self-talk that we spew at ourselves is really toxic so I got to the place though that I could be able to look at my body and just say and thank it I've actually hugged this sounds so weird you've hugged the mirror no oh no really normal I've hugged myself (laughs) Kayla it's different (laughs) It sounded like you were going to say it. It sounds so weird. I hugged the mirror. No, but I've actually like (laughs) taken my arms like around myself and said, you know, because honestly, this body has given me two beautiful children. It's I've had had very easy pregnancies, very easy deliveries. I've been pretty well, like Mm -hmm. a pretty healthy person for most all of my life. And even when I wasn't good to my body and caring for it, it has taken care of me. I have strong muscles. I have really great bones. I mean, you could just go through all of these things that my body has served me well. And I can be thankful for it and say, you know, it's it's developing that kind of a relationship with my body where I can I understand I am the caregiver and the caretaker of my body. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think that way? Only up until recently. Like I've never have for the majority of my life. But up until recently, I've started to kind of go like, oh, my gosh, like it's it's my job. I have one body. It's my mm-hmm. job to nourish it, to take care of it, to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going to put you on the spot. Okay. Can you tell me three things really positively that you love about your body? I would say I, my body is strong. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard. Huh? It's hard. I don't, it's I don't know start. that I could like, but I mean, it, I'm sure I could come up with something, right. but, but I, on the spot, tough. you can on the spot. Right. And I don't mean uh-huh. to put you on the no, spot, no, no, but I think I this is normal because I'm not going to ask you to answer this, but I, but my, I would put money on the fact that if I asked you to say three things really quickly that you Easy. don't like about your body, it would be boom, boom, boom. Easy. Right? Mm-hmm. That's the stuff I think we need to change yeah. because it feels weird to say, you know, I like I like my eyes. I like the fact that I do like the fact that I have curves. I like the fact that I have, uh, you know what I, I joke because I call my, I have a sturdy constitution. My family knows that. <laughs> we say that about sturdy. Tyler. I have a sturdy <laughs> constitution and a big engine. And, you know. I actually like that because mm-hmm. I have I have really strong legs, yeah. um, like donkey. <laughs> but I mean, like I you you know me like yeah. I've actually had like tests where I had to bench or um, not bench press but leg press leg press and I like maxed out the machine. Yeah. So I have the ability to build muscle. Like now, I'm not necessarily taking very good care of that at the moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm actually doing a better job now. Right. But if you separate separate society, separate everything and just look at your body and say like, you know, these are the things go piece by piece. And what do you love? What are the things that are great about your body? It changes the way we see this. And it does change the relationship. And maybe you can stand like your weirdo mom Mm -hmm. in front of the mirror naked or clothes, whatever you feel like doing and give yourself (laughs) a hug and just be like, well, you know what, I'm going to take better care of you. And I'm going to love you more. Yeah. That's so, I, I know no, it it's sounds not, weird, it but it sounds weird. It's not weird. Everybody stands in the mirror naked and looks at themselves. Do they hug themselves? <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God they don't hug the mirror. So now well, maybe more will. people will. Maybe more people will. Okay. So number one, I think we need to understand too, that if we're going to start developing a healthy body image and we don't have it already, we have to understand that it's not going to happen overnight. Little by little. The fact that for you to notice maybe, oh my gosh, I can't really say what I love about my body just quite yet. Think of one more thing maybe tonight, you know, and then just go, okay, yeah, you know what? I'm strong and you name another one. And I think that that really helps. So here's a couple resources that I think might help. It's important to note that Kayla and I are not trained professionals. And if you think that your issues with your body image um, would require some additional resources, you can find them at nationaleatingdisorders.org. They are a great organization and their website has a lot of different options. Like there's a helpline, a chat option, a crisis text line, and a lot of other resources where you can find a professional to talk to. And I've done this also, and it's been very, very helpful for me. So I think it's important to note that we're just your friends. And we're you're just, not alone. You're not alone. We're just your friends. But if you want to seek professional help, then that is a great resource. Um, okay, number three would be my favorite book on the entire planet. And it doesn't immediately say body image issues. Mm-hmm. But to me, this is what this book changed me changed me and I also call her um, she's my girl crush too so the book is The Gifts of Imperfection by Brene Brown and it is I'm going to butcher my own favorite book (laughs) (laughs) the subtitle is Let Go of Who You Think You're Supposed to Be and Embrace Who You Are Your Guide to a Wholehearted Life so The Gifts of Imperfection one of her kind of mantras is I am imperfect and I am enough and this book I also want to do an entire episode, maybe even more, on the whole gifts of imperfection. I did 
her e-course, which BT Dubs was Oprah's first e-course ever. Really? Yeah, it was a super creative course. I did a whole, in fact, I have it. Oh no, You took I, a class with Oprah. I did. <laughs> Oprah and Brene, my girls. And um, But it really helps us understand how we need to love ourselves just the way we are in order to change things in our lives. And our body image is just one of those. But it's a really great tool. It's an easy it's kind of like it's a short, but you're, I'm showing Kayla. See, it's, it's like a, it's like half an inch thick. Yeah, it's not a really tough read. I have highlighted the bejesus. <laughs> I have the highlighted. Out of it. I have highlighted this book to the point where it's like, I could probably highlight like every passage. But it's an amazing, an amazing resource for learning to love yourself so that you can love others, and you can live the life that you want to live. So, our last resource is as we learn to accept and respect our bodies right now, right as they are, even if you want to like, you know, even if you're wanting to say, hey, I need to nourish or treat my body um, in a healthier way, you still need to learn to say that no matter what you are, whether you're 100 pounds less, 100 pounds more, um, you still and your body still deserves respect as it is right now. How about creating some body positive affirmations that you can repeat every day. Now you can repeat this in your head if you'd like, no matter where you are, you can also do it in front of a mirror. If you're not ready to kind of look at your body yet, just do it in front of a mirror when you're looking at your face. If you're ready then to move to a full length mirror with clothes on, whatever you need to do, but to acknowledge the body that we have and the person that you are. And so I've come up with a few, maybe, I don't know if you have any Kayla um, off the top of your head, but these are some that just to get you started. I am strong. I am worthy. I am beautiful. You can say that even if you just look, you can write it in lipstick on your mirror. You can put a sticky note or a sticker, but these positive affirmations to say, I am, I am strong. I am worthy. I am beautiful. You can do Brene Brown's. I am imperfect and I am enough. And um, I like this one too. I treat my body with love and respect. Not I'm going to. I treat it. I treat my body with love and respect. Um, and this is my favorite one. I love my fill in the blank. Okay. Mm. I love my curves. I love my freckles. I love my strong arms. I love my sturdy constitution. I love, what was it? Remember? I love, I love my, my belly. belly. I, I love, love my abdominals. abdominals. It's from like infomercial. Com- yeah, commercial. <laughs> Try doing something like that. Try creating some positive body positive affirmations that you get used to saying to yourself. And if at first you do not believe them, keep saying them. Try, try again. Try, try again. On our website, planahappylife.com, we are going to have some body positive affirmation cards that you can fill out to help you along your journey to loving your body and trusting your body and just embracing the body you've been given. Um, And so you can go and check those out there. Be sure to fill them out and place them up on your mirror or put them in your car, your car, wherever you need to see them, say them out loud, put them in a song. Oh my gosh. I love it. (laughs) Sing your affirmations, but whatever you need to do to love your body a little bit more. And we are on this journey with you and every step of the way. So thank you for being here today and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Plan a Happy Life. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends, family, or anyone on their own happiness journey. We'll see you next week.